Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. Hi friends, before we get into today's episode of the podcast, I wanted to have a little conversation about your holiday shopping. So have you started getting ready for this holiday season? I know it's going to be different than other holiday seasons before, and I really want to encourage us all to shop local whenever possible. That means I'm inviting you to take a look at my shop at wakeupwithgratitude.com. So I love to take photos of my local environment. I live on Vancouver Island, one of the most beautiful places in the world, and I just am so passionate about sharing my photography. This year, I created a calendar for 2021. It's called Lanceville Landscapes. Lanceville is the little seaside village where I live, and there's access to so many beaches right outside my front door. So I've put some of my favorite images into a calendar for you. So you can head right over to my website and the calendar is available for you there. I do ship uh, across Canada for a flat fee and I would love to have my pictures hanging on your kitchen or your office wall for 2021. And even if you're not shopping from my store this year, please, please reach out to your local shops, especially the smaller, you know, one or two person owned businesses, because a lot of them are really struggling right now. And just purchasing holiday gifts from them might actually make a really big difference for them to be able to survive into 2021. So here we go with another brand new episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. On today's episode, I welcome Beth Hewitt. Beth is the founder of Visualize You and the host of the Visualize You podcast. Beth shares a very powerful story about how she used gratitude to help her through a scary and traumatic experience after her daughter had an accident. She has an incredibly powerful mindset and has been investing time in doing the work for over a decade. Beth is leading the 28-day gratitude journey starting December 1st, 2020. Please check the show notes on how to register for this free experience. Beth is a business and career strategist specializing in creative visualization, positivity, and resilience for heart-centered entrepreneurs and the host of the Visualize You podcast, helping people to pivot, package, promote, and profit online from their soul's true calling. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and this morning I have another very special guest. I'd like to welcome Beth Hewitt. Hello there. Hello, Julie. Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, I'm so excited. This was one of those times when I met Beth through a group of podcasters. We are taking a course that's all about you know monetizing your podcast. So stay tuned, podcast, because there will be. Uh, I'm going to start doing some mid roll stuff, and I'm going to be reaching out to sponsors. And I'm kind of excited about all this training. And Beth was making some comments in the the Facebook Live, and I was like, oh, I, I want to check her out. <laughs> so I went and checked her <laughs> Facebook profile, and her cover photo says the 28 day gratitude journey. So I knew that immediately this was someone I had to talk to. I mean. 
you know, so such alignment around gratitude. Beth is the founder of Visualize You and the Visualize You podcast. And after I listened to a few of her episodes, I knew that I had to have Beth as a guest on the podcast. Now, Beth is many time zones apart from me. She lives in the UK, just outside of Leeds. And uh, I love that in today's world, in everybody being online and everything being, you know, just through Zoom and Facebook Live, I'm grateful for the fact that I never would have met you otherwise. Like how you and I have been connected. So I start this podcast with a lot of gratitude for having you here. And you have a very interesting personal story. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you kind of came to be where you are today as the founder of Visualize You. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share that with you. So, um, I, I mean, I've always been somebody that has been uh, interested in kind of the universe and meditating and affirmations and things like that. So I've kind of grown up with that. My mum was very spiritual and into those kind of things. Um, but my my career has been just that. It has been just a series of pivots. So I've worked in many different sectors from manufacturing to banking, retail to teaching. And then I've, I've worked in in positions which have allowed me to work across a number of different themes and sectors at the same time, which was really good for me because I'm somebody that I just want to enjoy the world and explore everything. And that's, I think that's why I've had so many different pivots throughout my career. So it just made sense that I would end up being able to support people, whether that's to start a business or to pivot in their career, because I've done it so many times myself. Um, and mo- most recently, I've, uh, I've managed a number of business support programs for local government, which means I've supported a number of businesses locally as, as well as online now. So it kind of all culminates and, and comes together um, where I now am able to, to support businesses and people to, to p- pivot and um, started the Visualize You uh, as a way to, to do that because I wanted to bring kind of the spiritual aspect along with obviously the corporate experience as well and be able to reach out to mainly heart-centered individuals um, to, to help them to do that. Tell me a little bit about that though. You say, you know, that you were just like a serial quitter. You were doing different things all the time. And you mentioned on your podcast, why you kept finding yourself changing jobs and what, you know, what's the story behind that? I mean, I just, I'm like a sponge. So like I'll go in somewhere and when I do something, I do it 110%. Like when I'm in a job, I'm doing that job. I'm not, I'm not somebody who just leaves a job for the, the, the sake of it. I, I genuinely feel like I've given it my all. I've done my best. I've learned as much as I can, but now I'm looking for that next exciting, you know, shiny thing that I can really get my teeth into and learn and grow from. And I, I just think as well, the, the range of personality types that you meet in different sectors and different skills, that just really appeals to me. And so, yeah, I just, I just love doors closing and doors opening. And, and I actually, if there's an opportunity for, um, redundancy packages or if service you know your job's going through a service redesign for example I just um I can't wait to I'm like the first with the hand up because I can't wait to to see if there's an opportunity for me to do that yeah that is an incredible that's actually an incredible really part of your personality and the way that you work and I I applaud you for taking that and turning it into a business to help others because we both know that most people don't deal very well with change (laughs) no most yeah. people are not lining up saying, pick me for the change. They're like hiding in the corner and waiting and hoping it doesn't affect them. So 
Do you think that's like because of your upbringing or just the way that you are? Like that's a really amazing trait to have to not be afraid of change. I think it was just, I think it comes back to this idea of being in awe of, of the universe and the world. And so as a child, I just, I, I didn't really like it being in the kind of education. I didn't like being institutionalized in, you know, going through doing exams and doing your A-levels and getting a degree, getting married. I, that didn't make sense to me. Why would you do that in that order? Um, so, um, so it's always been there. Um, and I just, um, yeah, it's just, it's just been part of who I am, I think. And so I couldn't, I could never wait to get out of the education system mm. and I could never wait to kind of move on to my next, uh, my next job because I don't, I don't know. I think it's just me loving the whole experience of being yeah. alive, basically. So That's I've, amazing. Kind of em- I've kind of embraced it. But when I was a child, yeah. I, I found that, um, I found that when you're hemmed in, obviously you can't leave school when you're in school, you know, you can't make those choices. Um, So I I felt quite down and depressed about that. So I'm not saying like I'm this totally positive, joyous person throughout all of my life, but yeah, it's certainly that desire to certainly do something different as, as much as possible has always been there. Yeah. You'd mentioned that it was, you had a bit of a difficult time Uh at school when you were younger. So um, it's interesting you mentioned about, you know, being stuck in school and all that. I mean, we're in a very different time where I know it's a lot harder to do uh, homeschooling overseas, like in the, the UK and Europe, yeah. very different situation than in North America and even in Canada. I live in the one, one of the most liberal provinces in all of Canada where homeschooling is actually like you can register your child as a homeschool child with the regular public school system. And have the freedom to allow your child to learn the way that they learn best. And that's what I do with my daughter. And I, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, for me, school was always, I never fit in. I had a really hard time at school and I, but I was always like striving for the A's, striving for the A's, trying to Mm -hmm. do the best, you know, like you, I love to learn and and absorb things and and just always wanted to do my best, do my best, do my best. And I burnt out. I, you know, when I Mm -hmm. finished my degree, I, I just didn't even know what to do. Like I couldn't, I couldn't continue going and any more education. I just, I couldn't strive anymore. So I understand that feeling too of like, you know, not being sure where to land and trying different things and exploring it. And I've had that experience too at a number of jobs where I kind of like figured out my own job in a few short months. And then I like wanted to help and fix everybody else's and, and fix the play. So I get that feeling of like, you've done what you can here and you need to move on. So it's really neat to meet someone who kind of gets that feeling of like, yeah, there's so much more to do and there's so much more to experience. You know, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I run a number of different businesses. I'm allowing my business to go where it wants to go and not leaving myself in a box because I said, this is what I was going to do in the first place. I imagine that some of the people you connect with, that must be something that they struggle with. Is like, I said, I was going to do this. I'm going to do this you know, how do I change? Yeah, definitely. I I think some people get stuck in a position and I certainly have been there. So some of the people I speak to, they're in a really good job. And I think people put the monetary value above sometimes our own health and well-being. So, you know, there was times where I was stuck in a position I couldn't see a way forward because I couldn't see how I was going to match that salary. And I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people find themselves in that, in that situation. Yeah. And that's not easy. And especially in the time period that we're in right now in a global pandemic, 
But you and I both, you know, believe in the power of gratitude. We believe in the our mindset. We believe that we have the power to create our lives. And this kind of leads me to the story that you shared on the podcast episode I listened to, which is a really incredible story of how you used gratitude mm -hmm. to get through an extremely traumatic event that an accident that happened to your daughter. So I just like to give you some space to kind of share what happened. And then if you can tell us how gratitude was part of that journey. Yeah, sure. So this was um, back in May of 2016 and um, I, I got home and um, my partner phoned me. Uh, I just got onto the drive and he said, where are you? I said, I've just got home. And he said, um, don't panic. There's been an accident. Um, she's okay, meaning my daughter. Um, but the air ambulance is on its way. So if anybody ever says okay and air ambulance <laughs> in the same <laughs> sentence, you're like, mm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that. So anyway, it comes and gets me, and uh, we drive to the field where this accident had happened. She'd, uh, we don't actually know what had happened. Uh, nobody saw it. It happened kind of a blink of an eye kind of situation. But um, she, she fell um, and hit her head. Um, on this stone uh, floor and then had seriously, and I don't want to get too graphic for, for, for your listeners, um, but she'd you know, lacerated uh, her lips and uh, lost teeth and, and that kind of thing. And she had to have surgery and um, she couldn't speak, she couldn't eat. And, um, and she was horse riding at the time. She, so she wasn't horse riding. She was uh, visiting a family horse. She was just around. She was just around. I, I thought she was actually so, riding the horse. No, she wasn't. So she, she wasn't. So she doesn't even ride. Yeah, it was just she was just there that day. What? Um, yeah. And oh my gosh, I missed that part. I just didn't care. I thought she was actually riding. So it was just an accident, just a freak accident. Yeah. Wow. No wonder you must have been in the shock of like. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you what do you do? what do you do as a parent? I think it's when when we're going through personally a situation like that. I think yeah. there's that element of resilience that kicks in, isn't there? that that we find strength from somewhere? I think when it's our children or a loved one, it's like a next level resilience because you're kind of completely out of control. Like yeah. your, your your faith is put in, you know ambulance staff and you know people in the NHS and people you've never met before, and now kind of they're going to try and fix this situation so yeah just um a horrible situation um and um i think those initial few hours were difficult but all, all that through that time um when she was being initially seen to i was kind of at the foot of the bed her dad was like at one end of the bed dealing with kind of the, the gory stuff and i was at the other end of the bed kind of almost meditating and saying kind of ho'oponopono sayings in my head. So I kind of went into kind of this meditative state essentially for the next week. <laughs> um, you know, every opportunity that I got to do that, to be constantly saying a saying in my head and constantly meditating and, and kind of visualizing um, her, her smile again and what she would be able to do in the future because um, she was a violinist and she, she still is a violinist, but she was um, obviously unable to play violin when you've, you've, you've hurt your, your jaw yeah. and you can't rest a violin there anyway. Anyway, and she, you said she lost seven teeth as well, right? Yeah. Seven adult teeth as well. So, yeah. you know, these are even baby teeth. These are, you know, the ones that you keep for life, hopefully. Um, so yeah, so she, she lost seven. They managed to, imp 
re-implant some of the teeth that she'd lost, but they also had to take some of her healthy teeth and turn them into other teeth. So they, they took like uh, the molars to turn them into kind of a front tooth kind of situation. So even the ones oh that she'd gosh. lost, I know. <laughs> what? Um, and she was 11? A lot going on. She was 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So she was right at that period where the transition up to high school and um, you have all these, you have, I mean, as parents, we have these concerns anyway about actually what's it going to be like when they go to high school, but then to actually have, you know, a physical uh, appearance that it was different to what it was before. Again, you're thinking, how's how's this going to pan out? And, but, but she said something really profound. She, she said, um, the people that say horrible things are not my friends and the people that they're nice to me, you know, those are my friends. So, you know, out of the mouth of babe kind of things. <laughs> yeah. And then you talked about how you found a way to find things to be grateful for. Uh-huh. So about, you mentioned um, a little bit about her, you, she wouldn't be able to play the violin right away. So what did she do instead? So she asked if you could play a piano. Um, and so it's things like, you know, things like that. I think it's almost like she's got that same mindset as, uh, as well. Um, being, you know, being grateful for the ambulance staff, being grateful for the, the staff and, and the nurses and doctors who are like looking after her, being grateful for the first time that she's able to drink something again. So that I, I remember her face the first time she drank chocolate milk, that, that feeling of kind of, wow, this is a really nice taste when you can't eat or drink before that. Uh, and just looking for, anywhere that you can for, you know, those, those things to be grateful for because they are there. Yeah. You mentioned, um, as well that you, when you posted on Facebook, you know, that friends when things were concerned about her ability to perform in this end of year play that was very important to her as well. So how did that manifest for you? Yeah. So one of the things that she's always wanted to do is, uh, be an actress and she'd wanted to be in this end of year school play because it was something that they did in the last year they did it for the whole uh, school and she just really wanted wanted that opportunity and so when you can't speak (laughs) anymore and that's that's a big thing when you're you know those are the big things that 11 year olds think about doing and and she 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 thought she wasn't going to be able to do that but we worked with the school uh, and um, she got some lines and we actually visualized together the amount of lines that she would get in the play and then I think she got there or thereabouts that that amount of lines in the play and she was able to do it you know it was some weeks later but with the help of the school and they believed that they could get her back on her feet that she would and she also did some exams during that period of time as well so there were there's three exams that they do called uh, SATs uh, during that final year and um she wanted to do them. We said, you don't have to do them. You know, there's no, there's no pressure from us yeah. or your school, but she was, I want to put my school uniform on and I, and I want, I want to do those again. So, you know, just being grateful for all those kind of things that she's yeah. got this resilience and, and wanting to do that. Um, Cause it would have been very easy just to say, you don't have to do that. And, and then even if she'd said you wanted to do it, saying no, you're still not doing that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just supporting her to do that as well. Yeah. That's a big one too, is that, you know, I was reading um, a book by Amy Morin, which is talks about um, the things that mentally strong people do. And she shared a story of a family whose son had been in an accident and he was in a wheelchair and the parents 
had a bit of a different attitude than yours, which was kind of holding him back. And their fear of what his life would look like because he was now in a wheelchair was actually holding him back from living the life that he wanted. And I, I applaud you really for that ability to have the mindset to help and support your daughter in this way. Now you didn't, what's really important to point out here is you didn't start practicing gratitude the day your daughter got injured. Right. This had been a practice for you. Um, I really, you know, this is something I I try to teach is that gratitude is easiest to do when things are going well. And so we build the muscle so that when things aren't going well, we have that to lean on. So what is your, or maybe at the time, what, what kind of gratitude practices did you have in your life? You mentioned about repeating the sayings in your head. Were there other things that you were already doing? So I have always um, kind of done journaling and uh, as part of that, I use gratitude at the same time. So uh, when I say journaling, I don't mean kind of reflecting on your feelings, which I know a lot of people consider that to be and and it is, but I tend to use journaling as kind of future pacing and thinking about what I would like to show up in the future and really getting into the the detail of what that would look like using all the senses. Um, And so every Sunday evening at 10 p.m., although that has slipped a little bit as as Leah's got older and she doesn't go to bed as early, um, that's kind of slipped a little bit, but spending that time on a Sunday and writing down three things that I want to show up in my life and then going into the detail of what that would actually look like. And then I revisit that, re- revisit that every single Sunday. But before I do that, I will list 10 things that I'm grateful for. Because I, I, yeah, because I really believe that when, when you're grateful for things, um, even if that thing isn't in your life, but if, you, if you're maybe grateful for the car that you've got right now, but actually what you need is a, a super brand new spanking car. But if you're grateful for what you've got right now, you're more likely to manifest you know, that positive energy to be able to get that, the thing that you want, that new shiny car into your life. And so I, I, I list the 10 things I'm uh, grateful for, and they can be any 10 things, but sometimes if I'm being really kind of um, specific about it, I will link them to the, th- the three things that I'm now going to go into a lot more, more detail with and journal out in a lot more detail. So yeah, and I, I've done that for I can't even remember how many, many years. Um, and I continue to do that every week because I, I do feel that it's hard sometimes to do it every day. You know, it, it is a habit, isn't it, of getting into yeah. So um, I think coming back to why I was able to then do that in that moment of trauma mm-hmm. when I really needed it, that I'd built up those muscles. And so it didn't feel like, well, I have to practice gratitude now. Or I'm going to have to try and, look for things it was already there it was it was almost like my default button was set and I could easily find those things to be grateful for when I think if I hadn't practiced it for so long it wouldn't be so easy to find when you're faced with such adversity that's so important and here's the thing is your gratitude practice is a weekly one mine is a daily one like the written work of it doesn't mean you're not thinking about gratitude on a daily basis because yeah I can see that you are, it's something that is a part of your everyday life. But I, I think that's important for our listeners is that sometimes we get caught up and we're not able to do our daily gratitude practice, but you've scheduled it as a weekly practice yeah. and for years and again and again and again, the future planning with gratitude is one of my favorite things to do. It's actually, I mean, I've manifested a number of amazing things in our lives because of my gratitude practice of being grateful for something that has yet to manifest 
on the physical plane, but acting as though it's already here. And it has definitely worked, including um, my husband, but you know, that's all. <laughs> oh, but it's, um, but it is a practice. It's a, you know, it's like a muscle you build over time. And then when you need it, if you're already fit, if you're already in shape, then mm-hmm. it, you just can access it. And, you know, having been through a few, um, I've been through a couple of traumatic miscarriages after my daughter. So you and I both have one daughter, which yeah. I think is a, a wonderful thing. You know, I, that's the perfect number of, of people, of children for my family, but I did have two traumatic miscarriages after. And I dealt with both using my gratitude. I used that mm-hmm. as part of my healing, yeah. but I had long been practicing gratitude before these things happen. And here's the thing we all know, like difficult things are going to happen in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's be prepared for them as, as much as possible. It's kind of the way that I would approach that really. Yeah. So speaking of being prepared, uh-huh. I mentioned in your introduction that you have put together a 28-day gratitude journey. I am really excited to hear more about this. So tell me about this journey you've created. So, I mean, this year has just been a crazy time for everybody and we don't know what's coming next. So I just really felt like I needed almost to give back a little bit um, at the end of the year and to just help people maybe just take that time to take stock of what has actually happened, but what actually they can also be grateful for. Because mm-hmm. I think we've heard throughout the pandemic, some people have been able to reset the button and maybe do things slightly different. Maybe there's been some pivoting going on. But then I think for some people, it still has been really hectic and actually they haven't, even though they might've had to pivot in some respect, they maybe still haven't had that time to take stock of everything that's gone on. So yeah, I just, I thought, right, I'm going to do this. When's the best time to do this? And I, I thought, well, let's, almost like a closing ceremony for 2020. Let's do it in December, let's do it together and then lead into 2021, maybe feeling a bit more resilient and having a little bit more clarity around what we might want to do. So it, it kind of brings back again. So as well as it being about gratitude, I want it to link it to the visualization side of things. Cause obviously mm-hmm. that is what I do in my gratitude practice. And I feel there's obviously that natural link together. So the gratitude journey is very much kind of, it, it will be a daily, it will be a daily uh, thing. I know that I said that I do it monthly, but for the purpose of the journey, it will be every day. And it will be kind of gratitude uh, prompts and gratitude reflections or things to think about. Um, and it, over the four weeks, there'll be different kind of themes. So the first, the first one, I'll have to check all my notes because I can't remember <laughs> everything. But the first, the first week will be um, kind of around everyday gratitude because I think being able to find things in everyday mm. life is, it, I think sometimes we think, oh, we have to be grateful for having this fabulous job or having this, you know, lovely new kitchen. But actually, if you can find gratitude in the tomatoes you've got in the fridge yeah. or the petrol that you've got in your tank, ta- that kind of thing, I think yeah. we need to be able to do that more because then it allows you to think about some of the bigger things that you'd really want to manifest in your life. So that's kind of. Yeah week that's kind of week okay. one um but as the laws be like training as well so in week one the i want to introduce people to the emotional guidance scale which i don't know if you're aware of that I from do, yeah. yeah so jerry and esther hicks i think it was oh. in yeah, oh, yes. uh, from the I work of it. abraham so i, I want to introduce it. people to the emotional guidance scale and okay. being able to find that better feeling thoughts to be able to move them up the graph you know to joy essentially yes to joy i love it 
Yeah. Um, and then week two was going to be around your uniqueness. So being able to okay. embrace our uniqueness, because I think um, we all have kind of different things that we geek out about, don't we? So really understanding what it is that, what is you, what does that mean to us? And why, why am I special? Because of these unique traits, you know? Um, and then the training that week would be around kind of finding your unique voice. Mm -hmm. uh, week three is about superpowers. So anybody that comes on to the Visualize You podcast, I always ask about superpowers because I feel like we've all got these skills and experiences that hmm. we should share. And uh, I think we don't always do that as human beings. We don't always say, actually, I'm really good at this. We're kind of, we're quite, we're taught to be quite humbler, I think. So I think starting to identify and be grateful for these superpowers that we have. Yeah. And then the training that we could be around how you can release those superpowers more into, into the world kind of thing in the future. And then the final week um, would be around creating the new vision for 2021. Yes. Um, and then training that week could be around kind of journaling and visualization and kind of an introduction into that as well. So there's, I'm kind of jam packing all kinds of different things. Yeah. Into the month, but I just oh. hope it opens people's eyes and gets people thinking differently. And then they can just kind of set off in 2021, hopefully feeling. Yeah. So this starts uh, beginning of December. First of December. First of yeah. December. Okay. And then where do we find, I know you have a link to uh, sign up for this. So what's the link? Yes. If you go to visualizeyou.com forward slash gratitude, you'll find the link there. Amazing. So we'll make sure that link is in the show notes and in the video Thank notes so as well. Much. And I really encourage people to sign up for this because I've actually just finished, we did a 30 days of gratitude challenge for the month of October and it really is. I'm actually going to be um, sharing some of the testimonials and things in another podcast episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you catch that one. And then, you know, join Beth. This is a great chance to really connect with someone who has gratitude as a passion and a foundation for her life. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to sign up for it. I love to learn from other people. And I mean, why not spend a month in gratitude with a bunch of people that want to be grateful? I feel like December is going to be a challenging month. Yeah. The Christmas this year will not look the same if you celebrate Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating is not going to be the same. Yeah. And understanding that and, you know, finding ways to make find gratitude in what you are able to do is going to be a big challenge. So I'm excited that you're doing this. So thank you um, so much. Of course. Okay. So where do we find your podcast? Um, so I'm on all uh, podcast platforms. Okay. So if you search for visualize you, but if you search it with an S, cause I know that in the U S and other places it's with a Z, but um, yeah, visualize you with an S. Um, um, my website's bethhewitt.com or visualize you.com. And you can find me from both of those places. And perfect. And we find you on socials under Beth. Yeah. Uh, I'll visualize you. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll find me with visualize you. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, we'll post all the relevant links, but if you're listening and you just want to remember visualize you, you know, it's easy. It sounds like it's pretty easy to find you, Beth. Oh, I, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think what is really wonderful about your story is that, you know, you went through something that could have really torn your family apart. It could have really changed the tra trajectory of your daughter's life in a negative way. And on the other hand, you, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, 
Tell on us. On the other hand, yeah, well, on the other hand, she's, you know, she plays piano, she plays violin, she's played violin at the Royal Albert Hall. She's, uh, you know, been on TV, she's been an extra on TV because, you know, she wants to be an actress. And um, it just, I think, we, we, we don't know why it happened. And I think we never know, yeah. do we, in these situations. But I think if sometimes these things happen uh, because it's to set us off on a different path. And uh, if anybody's going through any, any troubling times right now, um, there is light at the end of the, the tunnel and, and there is a way to look at things differently. So, And I often say it's not the gratitude for the accident or the trauma or the loss. That's not what we're grateful for. It's like, how do we find things mm-hmm. out of that situation? Even we're looking back, you know, you're looking back now and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these things that came because our path changed. I think is a very, this is a deep gratitude practice. This is going deep in our gratitude and finding ways when things don't work out, where is that gratitude hidden? So thank you, Beth. I've just really, really enjoyed our time together. I really encourage people to join your 28 day gratitude journey. And just thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Friend, I sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thanks for sticking around right to the end. Are you a friend of this podcast? Would you like to help me grow the podcast? I would love to hear from you. I've created a simple online survey that only takes a couple of minutes to complete. So if you've got a couple moments, I encourage you to check out bit.ly slash WUWG podcast survey. Basically, wake up with gratitude podcast survey. Easy to find. You can also find it through SurveyMonkey. And I would just love to hear from you on what you would do to make this podcast even better. I'll post the link in the show notes as well. And again, it would just mean so much if you would take a couple of minutes to help me to make this podcast even better.